Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. We are here with Roswell Park and Dr. Rainier Brenchins. And Dr. Rainier is going to uh, talk to us today about the future of cellular therapy at Roswell Park, which is such an important institution in Western New York. It's just such an honor to have uh, all any doctors or anything to do with Roswell Park on the show. And uh, there should be a fun conversation or at least an enlightening one, that's for sure. Uh, Roswell Park, of course, dot org on the Internet. We'll get right to it here. Uh, welcome to the segment, doctor. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm great. Well, we're going to talk about um, our theme which is actually a theme you came up with, and it's the future of cellular therapy at Roswell Park. So what does that mean to somebody like me or our listeners? Well, the, the concept of, uh, of cell therapy is the idea that we can harness a patient's own immune system to, and then re-educate that immune system in the laboratory, those cells in the laboratory, to recognize and kill cancer cells and to, after they're manipulated, to infuse them back into the patient. See, under normal conditions, your immune system protects you from bacteria, from viruses and fungus, um, but it's not necessarily designed to be able to recognize cancer cells as bad cells and to kill them. And so what our overlying theme or platform is to take those immune cells, and we can now genetically engineer those immune cells to re-educate them to recognize cancer cells, and we do that in the laboratory. And once the cells are ready, you then can infuse those cells back into the patient. Now these cells that would otherwise ignore the tumor cells recognize them and kill them. Is this something that that you're working on specifically, that, that's part of your, your work as, as an individual doctor? Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> This, this is my identity. I mean, if I'm a one-trick pony, that's my trick is cell therapy. Um, I started um, working in New York City uh, at, at Memorial Sloan Cutter and Cancer Center 23 years ago. And uh, uh, I worked in, initially in the laboratory of uh, a Dr. Michelle Satellane, um, uh, who was, was very adroit at this type of technology. And we were the first to really move this technology from a concept to getting it to work in a Petri dish. And then most excitingly in my very early years of my career, getting uh, these immune cells to be able to recognize and kill 
tumor cells in mice. And, and this allowed us to really, for the first time, get justification to see if we could make this approach work in, in, in patients. Well, it's really incredible the things that uh, that we can do right now and that uh, uh, are being explored in the medical field. It's just a, an interesting subject that, you know, I mean, this doesn't come up in coffee, Chad, I doubt, except in your household, maybe. <laughs> but It doesn't uh, mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how are CAR-T and other cell therapies different from chemotherapy or radiation that are very common as a treatment for cancer right now? Yeah, so, so that's a great question. Um, when, when I joined uh, at, at Memorial Sloan Kettering, you know, two decades ago, the modalities that we had to treat cancer were, were threefold, uh, generally speaking. There was surgery. If the cancer hasn't spread, you can cut it out, and, and that way our patients could be cured. Unfortunately, many times um, the, the, the cancers are such that you can't really cut them out. It's just not feasible. There's radiation oncology where you directly put radiation beams on the cancer cells and kill them. And then there is what, what everybody perceives we medical oncologists do, is, which is infuse chemotherapies. And chemotherapies are drugs that are designed to, to in its simplest form, are drugs that are designed to, uh, to kill rapidly dividing cells. Um, and that's why so many of our patients, when they get chemotherapy, it kills off the cancer cells, but it also kills other rapidly dividing cells, uh, including the gut, which causes a lot of uh, side effects and hair can fall out because the hair follicles are rapidly uh, dividing. And so, so what that means is that, that, that we have a drug that attacks both the cancer cells as well as a bunch of healthy cells. The idea of using the immune system or immunotherapy um, to, uh, to target cancer um, is one where the immune system is very specific. And if we can harness the power of the immune system, we can use that, very, that specificity so that the quote unquote drug that we're now infusing in these patients, whether it's antibodies or these immune cells that we talk about in cell therapy, these are now much more specifically targeted to the cancer cells and leave the healthy cells alone. And so the idea is that, that we can improve our precision and ultimately also improve our efficacy. And so with the development of immune-based therapies and these cell therapies that, 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 that I've been working on and, and many others now work on as well, is that we can find a better way to, to attack cancer cells without causing so much harm and damage to our patients. And, and so, this is a, a very dynamic and fundamental shift in the way we look at treating cancers. And, and I've always joked around about this kind of, but, but it's, it's, it's much more serious now, is that, that it's very possible that in, in my lifetime and certainly my kids' lifetime that, this, that, that chemotherapies as we use them now um, will hopefully be a thing of the past, that, that, that we can now engineer living drugs, these cells, to very specifically, very precisely, and very efficiently um, kill tumor cells, not just at the primary tumor, but wherever they may have traveled and metastasized to. So there's really a lot of hope that, that, that these novel approaches, as sci-fi as they would have seen 20 years ago, um, kind of become the norm. 
Well, that would be a beautiful thing, and uh, it's, it's this is such important work. Uh, we're here with uh, Dr. Rainier Brechens from Roswell Park in this uh, segment today, roswellpark.org. You can look at them and look at all the great things that they do uh, on the Internet, of course. And, you know, I know, you know, uh, it's very likely that uh, you or someone you know has been affected uh, by cancer in Roswell Park. Uh, just uh, such a wonderful place um, uh, to be if you're, you're in that situation. So we're talking about uh, the future of cellular therapy, which is a very interesting kind of therapy. And we're talking about it kind of versus chemotherapy. And so when we talk about the cancers, doctor, what kind of cancers can be treated with these cellular therapies today and that are available as an option for patients at Roswell? So... That's a very good question. Um, I'm a leukemia doctor, and and so I started uh, uh, in the laboratory working on treating leukemias, acute leukemias, chronic leukemias, and also uh, lymphomas. And so what is currently available that is FDA approved in this technology, and again, you know, Keep in mind, if you would have asked me if we would be here 15 years ago, I would have not believed it, but, but, but there are now multiple companies that have FDA-approved CAR T-cells um, for patients with leukemia, lymphoma, and, and most recently, multiple myeloma, um, and all of which uh, have really very striking results, especially in the setting of patients that have been heavily pretreated with chemotherapy and the cancer still came back. Um, this really uh, buys a lot of people a lot of hope and, and, and in some cases, a reprieve. Um, that serves as a proof of concept. These are all blood cancers, right? Multiple myeloma, uh, leukemias, and lymphomas. Those are blood cancers. Uh, what is much more challenging and, and much more common are solid tumors, uh, such as colon cancer, breast cancer, um, uh, prostate cancer, and so on. And those are biologically very different than these blood cancers. So the question uh, and, and kind of the crossroads where we are right now is, is this cell therapy just a great new way of treating blood cancers or are the results that we see with these cell therapies in blood cancers a proof of principle that we should be able to get this to work in solid tumor cancers? And, you know, I obviously favor the latter. I, I think that uh, there have to be additional modifications um, in these CAR T cells to make them function well in the context of solid tumors. But I certainly think that the ceiling for this technology is extremely high. I often, ha I have a slide when I give talks um, where, which has a picture of a Model T Ford which is what we have right now and, and then what we need and, and, and it's a Ford Mustang. And I suppose that reflects kind of a midlife crisis, but I actually, I actually have a Ford Mustang. So, so I always like to pitch that while <laughs> showing my insecurities, I suppose. But, but, but my point being that, that we have a, you know, this Model T and, and there's so much more that can be done and, and there's so much more science and, and so much more novelty and creativity that can be applied to the field as we get a better understanding of why it currently doesn't work that well in these solid tumors. And so we can apply those novel approaches. And, and I, I feel very confident. I mean, I suppose that's my nature 
um, that, that we're going to in the next five years or so really start seeing success in, in these more difficult types of tumors to treat with this therapy. Um, that having been said, I, I mentioned that there's these FDA approved drugs, um, but virtually every center, but especially here at Roswell, I was brought in um, to help make sure that we bring in multitudes of clinical trials uh, where we test these new uh, uh, cell therapies in, in our patients, offer them hope um, and offer them alternative treatments um, that hopefully will now or, or, or sometime soon show the similar a successful track record as what we've seen when we use these cell therapies for, for blood cancers. This is very, very interesting. We have about two minutes in the show, so I'd love to, I'd love to ask you a long question, uh, but I can't do that. But, but let me ask you this, um, and this is actually a long question, but what are, what, are the, what are the biggest types of cancer in this area that you see at Roswell, in the Buffalo area? Well, I, I think that, that, that the institution has made a very concerted effort. We, we, we do have uh, increases in incidence of certain cancers, especially lung cancer. Um, and again, understand that I am immensely proud to now be part of an institution in the town that I grew up in. And so uh, it's, it's consistent with, with, the, with, the, um, uh, with the goals and aims and mission of our institution that we, we now are going to have available a, a, a screening program for, for uh, people in Western New York to be screened for lung cancer, catching it earlier is better. Um, I don't know all of the demographics of all the different cancer types, but lung cancer is certainly a big issue in our area. And I'm proud to say that, that Roswell Park as an institution is, is very proactively addressing that. Well, we appreciate your time on the uh, segment uh, today, Dr. Rainier Brechens of uh, Roswell Park doing amazing work with cellular therapy. So things may look a lot different in five years and they do now hopefully as the doctor said before i appreciate your time very much doctor and we hope to have you back on the show uh very soon sometime we'll talk more absolutely thank you for having me and uh go bills all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.